The following program is a presentation of Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, the free Fox Sports app, available from Apple or Google Play, and always online at foxsportsradiocharlotte.com. It's time for the Uptown Sports Crowd. Here's Mackie Gallagher with Ben Cole. Happy New Year, Charlotte. Oh, I am ready to get 2023 started off with a big. Ben, why are you laughing already? I'm trying to do an intro for <laughs> our first you're yelling, show. Two seconds before we go on air, you're yelling, Mike's hot! <laughs> I, I want to make, I'm trying to do the intro for the first show. Look, I'm sweating now. You know why? You I know why? I, you know why I yelled that? Because I want to make sure that you know when the mics are hot. Yeah, I don't want to say anything dumb. Don't want to say like anything dumb. Like the NC State play-by-play announcer. Yeah, well, I don't even know what he was saying. <laughs> We're not going to repeat what he said, but I know what you're talking about. You should Google uh, what the NC State play-by-play announcer said during their bowl, bowl uh, game. It was uh, very, uh, very random <laughs> very and random. Uh, not really called for. And it's just uh, that's the prime example why I yell, Mike's hot! <laughs> Two seconds before the show. Thank you for joining us. My name is Mackie Gallagher. As always, I am joined by Benjamin Cole, mm-hmm. whose name would be Cole, K-U-H-L, correct? Cool, I think is how oh. it was pronounced, yeah, but basically. And then they changed it to Cole, your yeah. ancestors According did. to Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com. That's what we talked about today. We hope you're having a great new year. Hope you had a great holiday season with your friends and family. Uh, I was in Charleston for a masquerade ball. I'm pretty sure I ordered. Wow. A, I know. It was very fancy. Straight out of Gossip Girl. Straight out XOXO Gossip Girl. <laughs> That's all I know from the show. But no, one of uh, my friend's uh, girlfriends was, was like, there's a masquerade ball. We can go there and, you know, wear masks. <laughs> And I was like, what kind of mask did you wear? I wore this like Roman gray Roman soldier had like two stallions. It could be Pegasus or Pegasi. I don't know the plural for Pegasus. The horse and the stallion does have a wing uh, or wings, I should say. But to me, it's still a stallion, not a Pegasus. I'm getting off topic. There was two on each side. Then there was like a temple, like a column up the middle. And, you know, it covered half my face. Then I had like a Batman two lines coming down. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And the, like, at uh, least it wasn't one of the, like just the ones you get at like Party City where you oh hold you just it up. hold up with the stick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no. not. No, and I wanted to see if I could wear like uh, my friend's uh, Ray Mysterio like Panther mask. <laughs> I was like, haha, let's commit to the bit. But no, it's it was it was they it were was, like this is classy, Mackie. Yeah, no, it was I, not allowed. I, I wore a suit jacket for the first oh, time wow. in like three years. Was there a coat check? What there was a coat check. Oh, it was there it was, was a coat it was check. Classy, but it was like if you wanted your coat. After midnight, yeah, they go outside the venue and get it, and they wouldn't, they would not uh, allow you back in after midnight. Mm. So I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna get like cold. A- it was pretty warm, but you know, like I was like, I don't want to get cold, and then want to go get my jacket, then I can't get back in. You know, That's it was just, I, I was just trying to, you know, make a uh, make a nice decision based on how I felt in the moment. And how I felt in the future, and I know you're waiting for it. I did not check my coat. Or did <laughs> I'm not. not. I'm not a fan of places that you know the they have the rule where you if you leave you can't come back even if like you have the ticket or something. Right. It's like why? Why? Panthers do that. Bank of America most sporting. Events. Because here's what I'll do. I'll be like, hey, take my phone, and then go in there with the ticket, and then you just hand Smart. me the phone back, and then with the ticket. We tried to get in. Uh, we tried to break into. 
not break into, but get some people who are in App State students into the rec center by doing that. And they would say, no, no, got to take your card the away. The rec center it. was specifically strict. The rec center They didn't let me strict. go to class one time because I used a friend's app card. And I was yeah. like, and then my teacher walked by and I was like, I'm in. She was like, hey, Ben. I was like, I'm in the class. Hey, I was like, right there. SRC in Boone, North Carolina. You know what your 2023 New Year's resolution should be? Just to relax. Yeah. No, no need to be that stressed. Take it easy. Did you uh, make any resolutions for this year? I want to read more. Yeah, I say that too. every single year. And I want to fold my clothes and put them away the moment they come out of the dryer. <laughs> I want that's the that's what I'm really reading's gonna fall through. It's been it's been my resolution since twenty thirteen and it never falls through. I might read one book, but clothes. I, I do more than one one load of laundry a year, surprisingly. And so I want I want to make sure that if I were to keep, you know, if I were to keep a resolution, I think the folding the clothes right out the dryer. You know what messes mm-hmm. me up? And we talk about this dryer, or we talk about this dryer to everybody. The lures of this dryer in our apartment. Uh have you ever had a dryer that after a certain amount of time you gotta empty it? Most dryers are like that. No. Like, like no, not like emptying time. Lint. Not amp- no, okay, sorry, sorry. Empty it. <laughs> empty water from it. Not oh. low, not like clothes. Yeah, you do have to empty it. I just keep the year's worth of clothes when they're when, the, when it's done in the dryer, I don't buy anymore because I don't, I don't know what to do with them. Uh, but no, yes, I empty my clothes. Have you ever had a dryer that you have to empty like a tank of water after a certain point? No, you should call somebody about no, that. No, but here's the thing. The dryer is manufactured specifically for this. And I have never heard of this before. And people think we're crazy when we bring it up. So here's what happened. One time, this is a sports show. But one time <laughs> when our dryer was done, we took out the clothes and we went to put in another load. And it just wouldn't start. I'm like, what the heck? And it was like... It wasn't telling us anything to do with words, but it was had a picture, and it was like this <laughs> it was rectangle, a of water. and it was like it was like doing <laughs> like a bummer, hologram. Yeah. It was like doing a hologram with like two pictures, just showing you. I'm like, what does this mean? And then I look in the upper left hand corner, and there's like a handle. I pull it out. It is like a f- two foot long, yay deep, yay wide. I know you're on the radio, you can't see this, but we have videos. Maybe this might be a TikTok. But you have a. Tub in our dryer. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> and it takes over a minute to drain. Like when it's done. We pour it in the sink. It just fills up with water. And it's a dryer. And I've never heard of that before. And you you just heard how irrationally angry it made me. Why do I have to empty my dryer? <laughs> with why, why is there? Man. Isn't it? How do we even get a New Year's resolution, hey, yeah, Ben? What's your, your what's your New Year's resolution? Uh... Cook more and cook read more. more. Cook yeah, more. Yeah, I eat one. out too much. Could Same. save a lot of money and just, you know, I don't want to get colon cancer when I'm 35. See, when you put it that way, I do want to cook more. <laughs> I know, right? But when you put it to be like, oh, it's 8 o'clock and I, I don't oh, want to cook for 30 minutes. Lila scares me. Like, she'll be like, you're going to die. Like, <laughs> you you can't eat like this. You're going to die. But, and I'm but, like. But, 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 but the people at Bojangles know me by name. When I come up, I'm like, hey, how you doing? They're like, Bojangles. Supreme. Yeah, I went to Jersey Mike's the other day, and they're like, hey. They know what, what our order is without even saying anything. They we, make it. Don't even have to look up. Go through the line. It's there at checkout. We go to a Jersey Mike's for exclusively New Yorkers work. <laughs> we walk in there, hey, the number 13. And deli meats are like a carcinogen. What? Huh? Deli meats are like one of the worst things for you. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose to disagree with that. No, that's fact. <laughs> We've had a lot of moments like this. 
Uh, we will talk about this after the show because I don't want to get into this because, like, I will fight you. Okay, and I don't care I'm, what. It's very sad. I don't care what scholar, I mean, do you think bologna is healthy? Proof. Do you think bologna is healthy? I don't eat no bologna. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that's a cold cut. I don't know. Do you think, like, deli meat is not good? Deli meat. For you. Why it's you gotta, great. Why you, taste. Dude, we're a day into the new year and you're, you're telling me this? <laughs> Your day in the new year. My team just got knocked out of the playoffs. You're out here telling me that deli meat's not good for you. And deli, I'm like, I'm like half deli meat. Like literally, like torso up is deli meat for me. God, I'm. We're in trouble. No, we are in trouble. Now I'm worried about my colon. I'm worried about my car, carbon car, carcinogen, whatever three syllable word you're throwing at me. And now I got to worry about deli meats. Man. But speaking of your team missing the playoffs. <laughs> I'm I'm sick. I want to stick with the deli meats <laughs> because Mike Evans had our secondary like Swiss cheese out there. Look at that segue, baby. Oh, Segway. S E G U E. Guys, I'm taking a moment to I'm taking a moment to savor that. All right, but now let's talk. Let's talk football, and then we'll get back to the deli. Mike meats. Evans was cooking the Panthers up. He was. It was unfortunate J.C. Horn was out. No, I think this game has shown the importance of what J.C. Horn means to the secondary. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Mike Evans had not had a touchdown in like seven straight weeks. I had him on fantasy, and he was on yeah. my bench again, round three of the playoffs. I was knocked out of the playoffs, but uh, gee, I have Tom Brady and Mike Evans. Oh. I kind of wish uh, I was still in. No, could you imagine watching, you know, a wide receiver that you have just been missing on what weeks to start him? And you know he's a beast. I'm a big Mike Evans fan. He has now had his ninth consecutive season of a thousand receiving yards each of those nine seasons. I mean, that's pretty crazy mm-hmm. considering the quarterbacks he had he has had up until the last few years. Like even thirty thirty, James Winston was a good quarterback for that. Uh, and thirty thirty interceptions. I know we're not in the year thirty thirty, but we're in the ESPN uh, thirty yeah. for thirty. <laughs> what if I told you? Uh, I digress. <laughs> but uh, but no, I'm watching Mike Evans, and the 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 game plan has always been the same: establish the run game, don't turn the ball over. Control the time of possession. Control time of possession. Defense, do your job. And so J.C. Horn was out. Key Taylor is coming off uh, not a bad game against Detroit. Uh, He had a bad game before that. You know, C.J. Henderson has kind of just been uh, on and off. Dante Jackson is out. So the top two cornerbacks with Horn and Jackson are on the bench, are on the sideline. And so it's already a tall task for a wide receiving core that has not only Mike Evans, but Julio Jones, even though he is older. Godwin. Still good. Chris Godwin, who is like one of the most reliable receivers uh, in terms of just yards and receptions a game. Uh, and so you knew that it was going to be a tall task but or a tough task. But having really no pressure up front throughout the whole game wasn't good. Uh, the Panthers brought in Josh Norman, which is fun, cool news for Panther fans. It was cool seeing him back in the black and blue. I saw a lot of takes at, uh, on Twitter after saying, what's the point of bringing in Josh Norman? If he's only going to play like three snaps, he played one third down against Julio Jones, uh, forced an incompletion uh, early on in the game. But also, I mean, like, yeah, I would love to see Josh Norman out there, but he was also a barista working in a coffee shop a week ago. Like, I mean, I think it takes some time to yeah, get up to, to get game speed and to get up you know to, learn the defense, learn the deep. Like, I mean, I, I would love to see him more than three snaps, but like, I I did not think that him coming in it was going to be like, all right, a you're Mike changer, Evans the yeah. whole game. <laughs> I, I thought it would have just been cool if he would have been like the a one to uh, pick off Tom Brady uh, cool. at the end to you know secure a win. But let's talk about the individual game as a whole. Uh, Right out the gate, uh, they put a lot of trust in the Sam Darnold 
which, you know, he's been playing fairly well uh, since he's became the starter. It would have been great to see him, you know, get his confidence up and get some things going early. But I think they, I think the Panthers took a while to establish that run and it hurt him. They only got 74 yards on the ground yesterday. Yeah, and, and it looked the best at the beginning of the game, I think. I think at the beginning they were kind of just controlling the tempo. They were winning in the trenches. They were getting some good first, second down yardage. Mm-hmm. Uh, setting up manageable plays, and then Darnold was making his throws, yeah, which is no, making, he, he's making he, good decisions. Oh, at the beginning of the game, like those yeah. those first couple touchdown throws he had, I mean, those were rockets, those and were that's dimes. what they needed. And it was a great start, and then things just fell off right. after that. I mean, one one after the other. I mean, every aspect of it the was, team just could not complete the game on the, on the backside. No, and as we're talking about, you know, the running game woes uh, for the Panthers against the Bucks yesterday. Uh, the the Panthers are zero and eight running when they rush for fewer than 100 yards, 6-2 and two when they hit that 100-yard mark and uh, and higher. So, you know, that run game is a very important part of the offense, obviously. And I think, I mean, the Panthers were up two scores early on, and you could tell. Dominating. They were. You could tell they came out to play, which uh, one thing, I mean, like, Panthers this season, Panther fans, you got to take away little victories. Mm-hmm. You got to take away little victories. The way they came out and, you know, punched the Bucks in the mouth early, on a game that they needed to win, eventually did not. But that was a good tone. They could, I mean, we've seen games where they have rolled over and it's been, and the game has been, you know, ran away with by the opponent by the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, one of the first touchdowns the Bucks got, I think the first was that 62, 63 yard bomb to Mike Evans. Yeah, when you see the, when you see the opposing, yeah, when yeah. you see the opposing offense, you know, you're 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 clawing, you're having plays go your way to go up seven nothing, go up fourteen nothing, and then you see a guy with the by the name of Tom Brady connect with Mike Evans, who they have been waiting. Everybody's been waiting for this game. Where, where's my, When is Mike Evans and Tom Brady going to find that connection again? They used to be the most lethal red zone and end zone connection in the NFL a year ago, two years ago. Now they're having nothing. They found it within a second. You know, right before the half, they got it again with the 30-yarder. Then at the end of the game, Mike Evans ended up having over 200 yards, three touchdowns. It was a receiving performance similar to the Julio Jones one a few years ago when he dropped 300 receiving yards on Benet Ben Wickery and mossed Luke Keekly. Side note, you know, when they throw a ball on TV with the NFL, you know, on those deep passes, you don't see where the ball is going. The camera guy has to follow it. On that Julio Jones catch to give him over 300 yards that uh, game a few years ago, when the camera was spanning, this ball was in the air for like 60 yards. When the camera is spanning, and I see it's Julio Jones with <laughs> middle linebacker Luke Keekley in front you were of like, him. Oh, I no. said, no! <laughs> and Julio Jones just went up and said, I'll take that, and just ran away. <laughs> but that's, that's similar to what this was. Like, mm-hmm. there were a couple plays where Sam Darnold threw a ball, and I was like, I get nervous when the ball goes off the screen. I was like, I don't know where it's going. And then it goes right into the hands of Tommy Tremble or DJ Moore or Shai Smith. It's, it was uh, – Passing wise, both quarterbacks did great. Yes, I mean, but with the also Sam Darnold, has, he he started off great, but then he just kind of lost focus of his game. the The one that really disappointed me was yeah, his one interception mm-hmm. because that just was a drive killer. I mean, obviously, duh, it was an interception, but they were at midfield moving the ball, and then he just forces a pass in a double coverage into the uh, end zone, un- and then it was underthrown too. Yeah, if you're going to throw in double coverage, at least, you know, get it to your receiver there. No, but that, that was the most frustrating when, part about the interception is that it was underthrown. Because if anything, just it was first down, yeah. I believe. Just overthrow him in the yeah, end zone. But when your receiver has to come back, they're essentially playing yeah. defense now, 100%. and it's that much harder to break it up. So that was really unfortunate because they were really just moving the ball, and, you know, you want to get points every possession you can. But uh, 
Sam Darnold, for the most part, was very good. And it's also a big thing when we talked about it several weeks ago, how one of the biggest stats in modern football is yards per attempt. Yeah. You know, you don't want to draft a guy who has a low yards per attempt in college because that's a stat that almost never improves with the, in the NFL. But give credit to Sam Darnold. Since he has come back, since, what, week 12, mm-hmm. he's averaging about eight yards an attempt, yeah. which is great. I mean, he was, like, first in the NFL. Since in that time yeah. span, no. Yeah. Yeah, great point. And and he was slinging it yesterday. Or he was slinging it um in the game against the Bucks. No, I, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like the interception, and he had two fumbles lost. This game reminded me a lot of the Cowboys game early last year. It was the first loss after the Panthers started out three and zero because you know he he turned the ball over. The offensive drive stopped, uh, I think, but he had like four touchdowns and two turnovers. So it was one of those things to where he didn't let those he didn't let those turnovers get him down. Uh, that interception sh- it was poorly thrown underthrown mm-hmm. uh, I'm cutting him some slack though I mean he he's he he when he started no matter what him Steve Wilkes and this all, everybody on this team staff players uh the second half of the season put themselves in a position to go to the playoffs and on in a January game that's yeah. what I'm saying when was the last time Panther fans have even talked playoff opportunities or playoff possibilities in January five years ago so like I mean the interception happened underthrown early on mm-hmm. Lost the fumble. That that was kind of that a bad was, one. That was horrible. And the second fumble was just so bad because the Panthers defense, the front four, finally stepped up. They got pressure. They got a sack. Uh, they got a sack on uh, Tom Brady. You know, they finally get a stop, a three and out. They punted away. And I can't remember clearly, I mean, because we, we drove back from Charleston today. It was been a long day. Was, was the strip sack... It wasn't the punt happened after that. I think I, be, I believe because the strip sack yeah. put them up two possessions. No, the punt happened they, after the strip sack yeah, because there was they still got the a lot field of time goal left. After, yeah. after the strip sack. Yeah, uh, after the strip sack, it was like, oh, you have to keep them to a field goal yeah. here, and they did. And and that sucked because the offensive line for the most part played great. Exactly. And that's they what, only allowed two sacks, and then Aquanu just gets beat off the edge of that one play, and of course turns into a a strip sack. So that's unfortunate. The, it, 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 again, though. Sam Darnold hasn't been playing a lot, but you would like to see him pick up that awareness or just have that awareness, yeah. step up in the pocket, and at least just throw it away. It was just in the moment that happened. Like, yeah. when that, like the first two, I mean, turnovers are going to happen. The fact that he hasn't had turnovers up until this game, I'm saying Great. he was he was due yeah. one. And he's like, three and two as a starter. That's what I'm saying. He was due. Like, one was due at some point. But it, it was the strip sack right there to where it's like, ah, oh, we finally get a three and out. Mm-hmm. And then they get the uh, we get the ball back, and then the first play, then they walk right in. So that was frustrating. But it's just It's just – the game is frustrating. I mean, they squander just every opportunity. There's no reason why the Panthers shouldn't have won this game, if we're being honest. No, I mean, it's turnovers. Uh, it's like, turnovers. No, no matter turnovers. whose fault it is, like, you're not going to win the game with turnovers. And then they, they didn't get a takeaway, or they had one takeaway. Yeah. Three turnovers, and then they – you got to win games on the road. I mean, obviously, it was kind of a Hail Mary to even be in playoff contention here. Mm-hmm. But looking forward in, future, in the future – if you want to be a playoff contender, you have got to win games on the road. The Panthers went one and six on the road this year. That's just unacceptable. Oh yeah. That I mean, was... you look at every playoff team; they're like about five hundred or better on no, the yeah. road. Remember their win in Seattle was their first road win since, since previous year against Arizona. Yeah, I like, and they were that was their first road win in like two calendar years that uh, wasn't named Arizona. And, and you so. got to find ways to win when you're not controlling the time of possession. Because yeah, there are going to be games where you just go up against a straight up good run defense and they can shut you down yeah. and that's kind of what happened in this game and the Panthers just didn't have an answer for it no, and 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 once again I'm going to go back to the defensive backs the secondary because I mean when whenever you let a wide receiver yes. score over 200 yards or get 200 yards three touchdowns you're most likely not winning that game but I mean that shows you I mean Keith Taylor 
is not that bad. He's had a good season. He had, he's had two bad games in a quick span. One of them was when his number need to get called on more with the absence of J.C. Horn. C.J. Henderson has been a little iffy. And, you know, the more as time goes on, I wish, you know, we still had Dan Arnold because we still are looking for that, or the Panthers are still looking for that pass or that pass catching tight end. Tommy Tremble's somewhat emerging. Ian Thomas is still up in the air. But the gap between J.C. Horn and even Dante Jackson, but I think J.C. Horn is the alpha cornerback here. The gap between them and then the people that are uh, a little lower on the roster is astronomical. Yeah. And it shows the importance of having that front line push because no matter what secondary you have if you're they can't defend all day no they can't defend all day and, and that was a big thing too is yeah Up there was no the pressure end. there was no pressure on Tom Brady he had all day to throw yeah and and it's Tom Brady like, I don't yeah. care it's one of those guys and when the receiving court is like what we talked about yeah. they're gonna get open like with, a, the deplete, with the depleted secondary that's it was just it it was it was it was low-key a recipe for disaster it was if you if you can't get to Tom Brady and then you have Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and you're missing your top two cornerbacks, there's no way you come out no. on top. No. There's no – because Mike Evans had that big touchdown drop, you know, the, the that big play early on in the game when they were at home. How often does he do that? If he catches that one game, they wouldn't have gotten shut out. You know, mm-hmm. it could be a whole game moving forward uh, the first time the Panthers and Bucks played. But, no, I, mean, I mean, this game, uh, it stinks that they lost because they are – I'm pretty sure they are 100% out of the playoffs right now. Yeah. Unless something crazy happens. But no, I think no, they they're, are done. they're eliminated. About to say, with the Bucks now having the two-game lead. But the fact, I mean, the conf- the division has to be bad. And uh, the division is bad. NFC South. Yeah. It's like, the NFC South is just awful. They're all just horrible. Five, six wins. Always remember, your NFL team just has to be better than three other teams in the NFL every year. True. Every and then anything year. can happen. And then they can just squeeze in, and then it's a whole new season. I mean, look at the Vikings right now. You get the Vikings on a weird week, you're destroying them. They're still undefeated in one-score games. Just the games that they lose are by, like, 30. Yeah, I would love. I was going to say, as a Giants fan who just clinched the playoffs. Nice. We're in the wild card. I would love to get the, the Vikings. That's saying. You just got to catch them all. The That's saying. It's just weird. It's just one of, it's one of those things. Like, I'm, like fantasy matchups. Like recent, I just think that's funny because my mom, you know, she was in uh, the semifinals. My brother was in one. Uh, my roommate's in one. He has no business being in one and won by like 90. And it's one of the see. My mom was like, I played good all season. She went like 10 and 4, 10 and 5. She's like, I played good all season. Then the one week I need them to do good, they like nobody gets above eight. And I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, welcome to fantasy football, mom. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. Just that one week in fantasy and real life football. What are we in anything? It's just I'm like, it's life's all timing. But no. The Panthers, the fact that they were in playoff contention with two games left in the season after getting rid of their head coach, Matt Rule, after trading their best player in Christian McCaffrey. Who would have thought it, they would have even had a chance? Exactly. exactly. It's yeah. a dub. It's a win. Now, the, now the main question moving forward is, is that interim tag going to be taking off, taken off of Steve Wilkes? And I know you think that's he should get the full-time job. I, th- I think right now he is the front runner. Yeah, he and should I wanna, be. And I want to say going off that game, his game management has been was great. I mean, there's not much you can do as a coach when your team is turning the ball over three times yeah. and you're just kind of clawing back. But generally, his game management has been great. And I loved his strategy at the end of the game. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but yeah. you see a lot of teams, when they're down two scores with about two minutes to go and they have all their timeouts, they tend to just kind of put the, all their eggs in one basket, try and score as quickly as possible, use those timeouts, mm-hmm. and then rely on the onside kick. 
I loved his decision to get past midfield, immediately kick the field goal with about a yeah. minute to go, save all three of your timeouts, and then so, I, trust your defense. Because I was happy we had all three timeouts. I wasn't happy with not using one uh, for that delay of game that the Panthers got well, to make. And it that th- was earlier, but that, that was early. But then, but then when the, when the game got to the very end, we needed all three timeouts. So it was one of those things yeah. that worked out. And who would have known? And that but. is one thing I want to. I kind of want to. I wonder about because I want to talk about that. The the biggest one of the biggest frustrating moments for me was that delay of game. Yeah. I mean, as an NFL coach, coaching staff, and NFL players, you cannot in that moment pick up a delay of game. I mean, right. it's third and five. You're putting together a drive. It's a manageable third down. I believe they were up at the point, or at least it was mm. time. Like, you need to take time yeah. off the clock. And then they had been playing with fire the whole game, letting the play clock run down to one. Definitely. Because they do like to control time possession and everything. But you play with fire the whole game, and then it bites you in the, the butt right there. And then your playbook just shrinks so much when it becomes when it goes from a third and five to and, a third and ten. And that's what they that's what they even said on TV. Like even Greg Olson, who was on the call, yep. was what he just said. He was like the the amount of difference in plays that you can call from third and five to third and ten is astronomical. Like the, yeah. the playbook has just gone from wide open, choose whatever you want from any concept to you got like three or four that you can work with here. Exactly. And that really hurt them. And that that was frustrating to see because that was really a turning point. You just can't have drive killers like that. And yes, I agree in those scenarios it's probably better to take a time out than take the penalty but also you mm-hmm. just got to have better communication i wonder if that sort of thing falls on mcadoo i don't know if it falls yeah. on wilkes say, that's or the, that's darnold the, that's the kind of processes with the game to just, where how much of it is on the quarterback keeping an eye on yeah like the offensive like coordinator when are the getting plays the getting plays? delivered to him yeah, when are exactly. they breaking out of the huddle when are they picking up the reads whether they should audible or whatnot like how what all is going into this i mean you just cannot in that situation mm-hmm. let pick up a delay game it is just that was bad. And, and I will say one thing that uh, I think I have kind of forgotten about is using timeouts constantly and early to avoid those delayed game penalties. So even if they are pushing it, at least the Panthers haven't been wasting timeouts so early on, which they are so they have been known to do for the last decade. And that is That's, one of yeah. And I was going to say that is one of the most frustrating things that I see a lot of coaches do. Yeah, in, it's across not just college the and NFL, thing. and that irritates me beyond belief. I mean, when you first five on, minutes when it's of the like first a quarter, second and seven, and you call a timeout. Yeah, in like the second quarter or yeah. like you know fourth, third, fourth quarter, it's like what are you doing? Take the delay game in that scenario, right? Like, do unless you're down, like you know, and it's a big play, but it is what it is. No, it is what it is. Overall, I'm counting this. Uh, I'm counting this season as a success in terms of playoff talk in January. I actually enjoyed watching this last half season of games. Yeah. Uh, I think there is hope for the future. I mean, the Panthers are still most likely ending up with a top 10 pick. Uh, that's a whole other side of, uh, or that's a whole other show story that we'll have to follow is, you know, who the Panthers will be eyeing most likely a quarterback. Depends on where they pick. Will they trade up? That's the exciting part of the draft that is coming up in April. Uh, I would love to, you know, see them get seven wins. I mean, I picked six wins at the beginning of the season, even with Baker at the starter. I was like, I I think this will, this season will be more fun to watch, which it was. Uh, six wins is where I picked because I did not see the Panthers really, you know, coming coming up to the challenge. And this was when games. Rule was. Head this coach. was when Rule. And so like if they win, that with, was being optimistic. Yeah, if they finish with seven and you know end up beating the uh, split the Falcons series, split the Bucks series, then go undefeated against uh, the Saints. When this is one of the, when this was supposed to be or was turning into be one of your worst years, and you finish either five hundred or better within the division uh, uh, between all three uh, opponents, I think that's I mean I think that's a good season to oh, turn yeah. around and be like I'm excited through this offseason. Yeah. I'm excited for week one of 2023. It was phenomenal damage control. 
Oh, 100%. That's a good like, way to put it. Yeah. Great damn it. Because it looked like it was getting grim. Wilkes came in at 1-5. and five. Yeah. I mean, you lost two of three on a home stretch to start the season, I believe it was. Yeah. And then you bring Wilkes in and you end up ha- almost making the playoffs. And if we're being honest, I mean, I know there's a lot of negatives about this team, but there are also some bright spots. But if we're being real, with the way the division went and the way the Panthers season went, they were at fault for not making the playoffs. I mean, they only had themselves to blame. No, that, They they yeah. blew a game against the Falcons. Oh, yeah. You blew a game. I mean, if we're being honest, they blew this game against the Bucks. You're up 14-0 yeah. in the second quarter, and you're dominating uh, A horrible loss aspect. was against the Rams. A horrible loss no, A horrible loss, loss was against the Rams. Rams. This team should have made the playoffs. Even without this game. This team should yeah. have made the playoffs. They should have. And, I, and that's what it comes down to. They I mean, should you have look in terms this, of how everything else yes, has played out that, that year. Yeah, I'm saying if everything else plays out, they should have. I mean, it just came down to just, like I said, same with the Bucks game, squandering opportunities. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bucks try to give you a chance at the end of the game with the punt, and you can't close off the edge. Right, that was crazy. Granted, I heard that punter ran like a 4-5. Yeah. But... And the fact that he actually it was passed out, but he put it and got oh, down it was to the crazy. Three. I was like, leave there the ball there. Yeah. He deserves it. Leave yeah, it there. If there was no penalty, they downed it at the three yard line. No, I was like, that's one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. I was like, I was like, I'm about to buy his But the fact that you know you just can't close off the edge there. Yeah. I mean, it's just missed opportunities. And, uh, and it's missed opportunities. That's a Ron Rivera quote. Uh, but no, and that's saying like, and it's themselves to blame. Uh, and I, I'm sure they're not pushing blame on anybody else. And I don't mean that in, like, a harsh way. I'm just saying, like, if we're being realistic. No, it's just yeah. this team yeah. was in multiple scenarios yeah. that they could have won, they could have secured or, you know, still had the playoff spot moving into the final week of the season. Didn't work out. But like you said at the very beginning of that, the fact that they were in it, huge win. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if Steve Wilkes is, you know, named the head coach, you got to think he did this with – I mean, I'm sure some of the guys he liked and wanted to, but he came into this with not the person he chose at quarterback, not the person he chose to run the offensive, uh, off or run the offense and defense. But I'm sure, uh, you know, him and McAdoo seemed to start working together as time went on. You know, they started getting a little more creative. You saw more uh, uh, misdirections, more motion before the snap, which is something we didn't see with Rule. Not a lot of movement pre-snap. Which is just unacceptable in the and, NFL. And and right now, DJ Moore needs a little over 110 yards to have his fifth consecutive season with 1,000 yards. That would be incredible. He has reached his career touchdown, uh, his career uh, touchdown mark with seven touchdowns, uh, the highest before the season was four. He had that multiple seasons. I'm just a huge fan of DJ Moore. I love seeing what he's doing, you know, with quarterbacks that aren't known to have the best. Like, it's just like, ah, let's get this man. No, I was going to say, the the fact that he's able to do that with the ups and downs throughout the season and just the having to rebuild chemistry with every, mm-hmm. all these different quarterbacks and not getting a lot of targets, if we're being honest, when Baker was the primary starter. Yep. A great job by DJ to still put himself in a position to achieve a thousand yards. My and once uh, I know we got one more one more game against the Saints. Would love to end on a win versus the Saints. Mm-hmm. There, me personally, there is just uh, sports franchises, not fans or anything, just sports franchises that I do not like. You, it could I could give you some reasons, and then some of them are just I just don't like them, and that is the Saints. I just. I have nothing against the fans, nothing against people. I like having fans of the Saints uh, and as a Panther fan that are friends because, you know, we can talk back and forth. But as an organization, I just (laughs) cannot stand the Saints. Oh, he's punching his hand. It's like like the 76ers in the NBA. I don't know what it is about them. That's a weird one. I I do not like the 76ers. I think not like the Steelers or like the, the Patriots or. 
No, there's a lot of unlikable. There's NFL a, no, there's a, there, there's a lot of unlikable NFL organizations. Uh, but like my two, for like it's just ones that I just do not like, and I, I there are some reasons I do, and then some of that was just I felt like I've just not liked this since I was like six. Only thing about Philly I like is Allen Averson. I don't know. I, th- I think as a Hornets guy who shout out Hornets, still like one of the last teams, and not the last team in the NBA right now. Um, I feel like I just get so tired as a Hornets fan watching huge, ginormous, could be the most dominant man in the NBA, Joel Embiid, just flop against our 6'10 center, P.J. Washington. It's True. just frustrating. It's All right, frustrating. before we end uh, tonight, I want to transition over to another kind of football, which is just college football, oh, yeah. because we had the two big uh, college football playoff games between Michigan and TCU in Ohio State and Georgia. Now, TCU came out on top. Jim Harbaugh and his Wolverines, who Jim Harbaugh could be a name that could be in this Panther coaching search this offseason, was not able to, uh, you know, keep their season undefeated. They lost to the Horned Frogs. Uh, Great game. Shout out TCU. That's who I want to win. You know, the underdog. Talk about, though, I mean, oh, my God. Talk Talk about missing opportunities. Game management and everything. You run a double reverse on the two-yard line. And by the way, if you're going to run a reverse offenses, you want to run it when you when the defense is spread out, when you have a lot of field to work with. You do not want to run a reverse in the end zone when the field to defend is so right. condensed. Philly special ain't special when everybody's doing it. Yeah, exactly. They wanted the Philly special. And then on uh, the one-inch line, you don't QB sneak it, and then you fumble on a weird play that you call that you don't call a lot. But you run a weird play to hand off to the fullback. That was such you, a quick handoff. Like for that reason, you're only sent. And that's the thing. Was do you think that was a touchdown? It was hard. Like with the with the you know okay, the college so rules. I, the I will say I believe it's a touchdown. I mean, it, I and then again though, it, it depends him. on what. It just depends on your interpretation of the rules because he doesn't have control until he's in the end zone. But yes, he lands short of the end zone. Yeah. So he didn't like catch it at the one, but when, by the time he caught it, he was in the end zone. So it's like, where are you making that point of contact? Say, especially in college when you're just down, going yeah, exactly. to be touched. It's, it's very, What's a catch? Yeah. But, it's, no. but uh, both but, games, it, it was fun that both games were actually close. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't able to catch the second half of the Ohio, Ohio State, uh, Georgia. Of course, I saw the missed kick. but uh, Yeah, that kick was not even close. Um, <laughs> that one was interesting. Uh Georgia, I mean, they just they just kept fighting. I w- that was one of those games where I wouldn't have been surprised if Georgia lost, but mm-hmm. just because of you know both teams were so talented. Yeah, CJ Stroud had a great, great but, game, but Georgia just found a way. Um, There's gonna oh, that's right. I was gonna make fun of the Big Ten. Oh my God, I say it every year. The Big Ten is so overrated. <laughs> I say it every single year. The Big Ten is so overrated. You want to know why Michigan looks so bad against TCU? Because they didn't have the luxury of playing offenses that haven't evolved since 1912. They didn't have they didn't they didn't have to play powerhouse offenses like Iowa uh, in the playoff, and then they got exposed, giving up like a gajillion points. Yeah. Uh, same with Ohio State. Maybe we take a long, hard look at the Big Ten and finally acknowledge that they are an objectively overrated and bad conference, with the exception of like two teams, and that being Michigan and Ohio State, which has always been a standard. Yeah. Um, unless you get a weird year where Wisconsin is good going like Penn State has its years recently. Yes, but when do these teams ever do anything yeah. in big moments? They don't. They don't. They don't. They I could don't. go on rant about <laughs> it. The Big Ten is two and six in the playoff era. The Big Ten is two and six in the playoff era. Eh, I washed. 
Mm. They 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 ain't the Sun Belt. They built <laughs> they built like the Sun Belt like us. I'm just saying I would love to watch Big Ten teams like start playing start playing football like it's 2023. Like evolve, please. Yeah. So like evolve. So please. what what are you seeing that is making you say they have not evolved? Like, like what like when you watch so, a Big Ten game? So what's most an example Big Ten of offenses. Um, and, and like I said, this is with the exception of teams like Michigan, Ohio State. Uh-huh. And But this is why teams like Michigan, Ohio State, they're always like, oh, their defense is so good. And it's like, <laughs> look at the teams they are playing. Like Iowa, for instance, runs their offense out of like the I formation. Like they don't run motions. They, ru- they run like powerhouse football. Like they don't throw the ball. Like they do. Like a lot of these teams just live on the ground. Wisconsin. Why do you think they always have good running backs? Because all they do is run the ball. It's so one dimensional, and that's why. Yeah, just, that's why I say it's not evolving. It's just ground <laughs> no, and pound. Yeah, it's literally like those videos of like 1907 football when it's like black and white and all grainy, and it's like some you know dude just like doing a little jump throw that goes three yards. <laughs> the Leatherheads. That's that's like I cut the ball from my I cut the ball from my quarterback. I'm running, and now I'm running. Uh, yeah, that's. What do you hear? What do you say? I caught the football today. What do you hear? What do you say? But that's what uh, Big Ten football, or Big Ten offenses, remind me of. So I thought it was just a funny 1910s that. tens radio broadcaster. <laughs> oh. But I just thought it was fitting that you know Michigan's offense, and granted TCU's offense is good. Give them credit. Yeah. But Ooh, you yeah. know Michigan's defense gives up like 50 points, and it's like, oh wow, maybe it's because uh, they didn't play you know one of these powerhouse Big Ten offenses. At least the games were good. I'm, I know I'm happy the games are good. I'm saying, uh, and then Ohio State, Georgia. You know, Stetson Bear is just funny. I mean, I respect him. He's using his like sixth year of college of eligibility. You know, with COVID years and all, and probably like being redshirt or something. But uh, and I respect it because he says like he has all of his life to work. He only has uh, he only has a, a little bit more to get a uh, national championship for Georgia. And so he came back. I just I, I just saw this graphic today. I think it's funny. Uh, He's uh, he's playing for the national championship at his age, where the same person who's the same age is uh, Josh Allen, and he's in his fifth NFL season. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just it's like to me, it's just well, I don't know if it's because I'm now 25 and it's getting to that point to where I'm like, oh, that kid's getting drafted and he's younger than me. <laughs> like looking at Justin Jefferson, like like I'm watching with my friend. Like, oh, Justin Jefferson's a guy. Did you know he's only 21 years old? <laughs> you know, did you know he was a freshman when I was a senior? <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> Did you know he's Time. 21? That's what I'm saying. Did you know he was born after 2000? I was born in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> and he's making millions in the NFL. <laughs> he's doing so much more with his life than me. That's a, that's a dad joke that I got. That, that I am now doing now. Yeah. It's like, hey, dad, he's 21. <laughs> Could you imagine me out there at 21? No, dad. <laughs> no, dad. <laughs> your girlfriend told you to eat better because your colon get messed up. Look at you now. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. But one thing I uh, did want to rant about again, though, I want to make fun of another announcer. Um, first hit NC State one, but at the end of that Michigan game, did you see like the targeting? The what would what they reviewed like what could have been a targeting, which would have prolonged the game. I do not. I don't think so. so. It, and it was even when I was watching it live, I was oh, like, well, that hit was, was fall, suspect. He was falling, he was falling down, and the other and the guy, guy hit him, hit him from behind, and it would have given them an extra play. Yeah. And then they didn't call targeting. Of course. And the announcer. And I wish, you know, as two guys that have literally announced and do play-by-play, I'm mad. I just, I was drinking. <laughs> I was, I don't remember who was calling the game, but the announcer was like, um, "Oh, you know, there's only 30 seconds left." And I was like, "That's game changing." Yeah. And 
Like you're because there's 30 seconds left. It's just like ah, who cares? Tell me about how like because it might happen at the very beginning or very end of the game. It just doesn't matter. I just thought that was like the dumbest thing yeah. you could say in that situation. With all the things and we've seen the, recently on the biggest stage yeah. in like one of the biggest games, you're just like ah, there's 30 seconds left. It's like dude, they can they can. You're score. a college football fan. <laughs> yeah. Like you you have seen like the Auburn re- kick uh, field goal return yeah. for a touchdown. That alone should eliminate that thought process. So that just like baffled me. I was like okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, get them off my TV. <laughs> but no, it was a good weekend of football. It was. We have one. You... We have one more weekend of uh, good football yeah, uh, before you... the playoffs. I was gonna say, who do you think is gonna win the the championship, Georgia TCU? I don't know. Based on both of the games, it looks like it all way. the games were just high scoring and just back and forth. Um, I, I'm sticking with my TCU pick. I mean, I'm underdog. sticking with my Georgia if, pick. If, if you're an underdog and like you get to the dance, like oh, you're there. Like that's all oh, the yeah. confidence. Like you know, you had the confidence of, you know, should have Al- should Alabama have been in before fifty uh, before uh, TCU? But, yes. Uh, yeah, but they weren't. And I'm I am glad though they proved. Oh, they went in on Sugar Bowl and they're that, like, oh, we're gonna show the. Committee. That's what I'm saying. Like they showed them immediately. They're like, they're like, we might be number five, but we'll still end everybody. I mean, Nick Saban was right though. He was like, if you pair, if you match us up against any of these teams, would we be the underdog? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you're not wrong. No, guy. You're not wrong. no Vegas ain't making out. We, 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 we need we need we need the other people to show. But it's, it's it's not the players at team's no, but, job. Yeah. They got it, and that's the thing. TCU has got in. They went up against an undefeated Michigan. Is this finally the year for Michigan? You know, they got Ohio State for the second time in, like, two years. One they cool did this. Can they be able to beat them? And they did. No, they did. So I'm, st- I'm sticking with TCU. All right, and cha- I was going to say, shout out TCU. Uh, one of their strength and conditioning coaches is uh, Jack Nixon, who uh, lived in my dorm, went to App State. Nice. Um, cool guy. Uh, and now and he he's was very involved with App State Athletics, and oh. now he's at TCU. Hey. Now yeah. he's fighting for the national championship. Yeah, crazy. I think it's like his first year working there too. That'd be awesome. That'd be a good. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, and uh, a rematch of like an old Liberty Bowl between uh, mm-hmm. Georgia and TCU. Now they're in the national championship. It'll be fun. We'll be excited to talk about that next weekend. Uh, I think that'll do it for us on you yeah. know this podcast Monday edition after the holidays. We wanted to get in and talk about the Panthers game against the Bucks and then the two college football playoff games. Uh, we appreciate you spending your time with us. You can always catch us every single week on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcast. Just search the Uptown Sports Crowd, and you can catch us live on the airwaves in Charlotte on ninety four seven FM sixteen sixty AM. And you can also catch us digitally anytime, anywhere on the Fox Sports Radio. Charlotte mobile app and TikTok and TikTok under the Uptown Sports Crowd and FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com. I just listed out so many different ways you can listen, so please do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're hey. talking over here. <laughs> All right. Happy New Year. <laughs> Tell us your resolutions. Hope I can actually fold my clothes after the dryer. Ben, anything else you want to say? No. He's Ben. I'm Mackie. Hard no. He's Ben. I'm Mackie. He doesn't want to talk to you anymore. So quit listening. Go listen to some music. All right. Bye.